This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Kyle, and joining me as always is Cody and Ken. Hello. All right. Bye-bye, 2021. Let's get out of here. The last week of 2021. That's crazy. It's been pretty good these last couple weeks. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remember, but there was more that happened in 2021 than just these past few weeks. I know, but we're ending on a really good note. Cody's so like, I'm December feeling... 17th is basically the entire year. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> the, my year got good on that date. <laughs> so I'm living in I think everyone in the time. industry Cody's had a good s- year with that date. Yeah. Yeah. Cody's <laughs> been smoking cigarettes in the office since that happened. <laughs> just big old cigars. Popping champagne. <laughs> if I had a, a stock ticker i'd be excited (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh this year was crazy it was crazy but we made it through lots of ups lots of crazy downs remember when like godzilla was the biggest movie ever like (laughs) a 40 million dollar opening yeah (laughs) we're like it's back (laughs) signs of life (laughs) it just i feel like 2021 blurs so much with 2020 that 20 it feels like 2020 was actually like an 18 month year mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. something so weird i don't really have a good like 2021 20, started up here and i really feel like 2021 really was from like may on oh yeah <laughs> that whenever, was 2021 <laughs> whenever godzilla came out i don't even remember but whenever it came out literally that's when my year started yeah. january february beginning of march no idea no yeah, idea what nothing. happened well, after we have podcasts to prove what happened, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, after Wonder yeah. Woman bombed and nothing at else Christmas, worked at Christmas, yeah. everything moved again. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it was so bad. But then May came, summer started, and things stuck. I mean, there was yeah. still a little movement, but things stuck. They opened, and it was like making so there was some money to be made. And yeah, then, yeah. <sighs> Vaccines were becoming more and more available, so that like definitely helped quite a bit to make things you know uh be set more than they were previously we just had consistent uh product every week like something new came out every week it was it wasn't a lot and -hmm. it probably won't be a lot moving forward but it was consistent and that was really nice i remember when may was coming around pretty much we had an episode where we were like oh my gosh there's things in may every week and good or bad, it's going to be amazing. I know. We, <laughs> and it was a good time. We actually yeah. had trailers to talk about. Yeah. We were like, we've seen some trailers. It was normal yeah. to an extent. But yeah, I mean, not everything about the year was perfect, but no, you know, there was a steady incline. 20, 24 movies in 2021 that did over $50 million, which is crazy. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> as compared to last year when there was zero movies zero. that made zero no, no, dollars. No, remember we had the beginning, so we had like Bad Boys and we had a few Bad Boys nineteen seventeen, yeah, the twenty Sonic, Jumanji after the after the fact, mm-hmm. Star Wars after the fact. I mean, but we only had twelve. We, we were had com- twice as many. We were coming in hot in twenty twenty, and then oh, bam, and crashed. Yeah, we yeah. were ready. We were yeah. like, this year's gonna be awesome. Nothing bad is gonna happen then, at all. And then eighteen months or so. I remember this and whole now thing it's started. Like, oh, we're back. When this whole thing started, and it was like the pandemic of nineteen eighteen lasted eighteen months, and everybody's like, we're gonna knock this out in eighteen days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all this technology. All the technology. <laughs> no one's crazy. My iPhone can't catch it. We're gonna kill this. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nope. 18 months no. later, still, still still rolling in the deep. Yeah. <laughs> we are. But we're not going to let Omicron get us down. Not this year. No, this what, is where what, we take our stand. Yeah, or any year. What are you, French? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's a topic for down the road. Um, Soft-hearted Frenchies. But should we talk about Christmas? Should we talk about what happened during Christmas? Anything exciting yeah. outside of... Well, I guess we start with Spider-Man, right? Well, it was just, can you give any more screen time to Spider-Man? Because that is the only thing making money right now. Yep. And what we saw was, you know, going into it, we knew we were going to give so much screen time to Spider-Man. Great. That that was set. But we knew that we could not not book, too many negatives there, um, a universal title. So you had to take scene. You couldn't take Warner, so you took Matrix. And you couldn't shut out Disney, so there was Kingsman. And then anything after that, you had to have a pretty big complex to add in any screens after that of yep. any other product. So Nightmare Alley kind of got the shaft a little bit. Uh, Journal for Jordan. We had to wait American on West Side Story places. Yeah. I mean, that was 1210 we had to wait on. Right. Yeah. We couldn't what? take. West Side Story. I mean, so there were there were definitely some losers that got shut out a little bit in, in the mayhem. But Journal for Jordan surprised me. I I was very surprised that it didn't get more a little bit more than what it got. It really, was, I'm well, not su- Sony surprised had, at all. Sony had two movies, and Spider Man was going to work. So they put yeah. all of their eggs in one basket, and it it worked. But they just wasted a Denzel Washington Michael B Jordan movie. Yeah, I just I just, I just thought out. Christmas sure might that, be able to bring in a crowd of some kind. But. I'm sure that that was not all of Sony's decision. You know, the release dates are definitely decided by distribution but yeah. but the creative side of things gets a say too especially when you have a powerful producer like denzel washington and yeah definitely stuff in it so i don't know how much that that producers played a role in this but if you are looking at this and i would have told any producer no there are a couple things wrong with journal for jordan at christmas it's sad we all know he's gonna die no one wants to cry on christmas this is like more of a love story and this is really directed towards women and right now women are taking kids to the movies and families and you know grandparents and stuff so so they're not they're not going for themselves they're not going to take anybody to this so sure i really think that they would have been so much better off having pushed this to valentine's day where where you wanted a love story that maybe ends in tragedy and, and that it's more palpable at that time yeah so that makes sense I just, it, it's another one of my rules. No one wants to see scary rated R, you know, horror films and nobody wants to cry. Okay. Nobody wants to cry on, on Christmas. Just keep that in mind. Distribution people. Yeah. Good. Good thought mm-hmm. to have. Kyle, you want to laugh? Sure. Movies that have grossed more than <laughs> Journal for Jordan in 2021. Voyagers. Remember that giant turd? Oh, Pig. Great movie, by the way. My favorite of the Voyagers year, actually. Voyagers came out in 2021? Yeah. I can't believe Pig grossed more, though. <laughs> Rem- like, reminiscence? No one thought that. No one saw that movie. Boogie? That's a good movie. Good for that. Cop Shop? Okay. Oh, That's that, surprising, That was a little too. distributor, so yeah. I'm glad that one did. Those, yeah. Those Who Wish Me Dead. 
Which one was that? One? Oh wait, no, I did see that one. Yeah, yeah. The Angelina Jolie firefighting. Oh wow, movie. that and that was during yeah. that was during then, May where everything then, was awesome that month. And then yeah. ninety three more films. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. And those like, are the even, ones that were like, whoa. I, I saw that even Licorice Pizza when it finally opened wide grossed slightly more than a Journal for Jordan. But even I was like, at half is, as many screens. Who is seeing a Paul Thomas Anderson movie over a Michael B. Jordan movie? I'm sorry, that doesn't compute. If to by me. slightly more, yeah. you mean double? <laughs> <laughs> Double yeah. the amount okay, of I'm, grossing tickets. I'm not remembering so, the number quite right then, yeah, but my point amount. still stands. Yeah, just, it was just a, it was a waste of this film. The release date it was. was bad. That's the a release date, It's a bummer. That Somebody, is purely on the release date. There the, was too the much star power, it. and it was too good of a story to to be wasted at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you're probably it's right. Valentine's Day, Father's yeah. Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's any even a Mother's Day movie. Any, yeah, I mean. God, Veterans Day. We had we had a hole in November. <laughs> Could have made that's that. That's right. Work. That's that. Well, <laughs> could have made that work. Shoot, <laughs> but we got yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, they did have that then. Yeah. So the biggest part problem at Christmas was just juggling everything, right. and you know you just had some screens underperform, it, and because you you had to go out and. And make sure every company was represented. Mm-hmm. And Kingsman, you knew was not was like the fourth picked, you know, a film after all the others. And so you just knew, you just knew that screen wasn't going to do great. You just you were hoping maybe Journal for Georgia, American Underdog would pull in some business, but you just knew that they weren't going to compete with Spider Man. And Spider Man really sucked the life out of everything else. Oh yeah, and. You know, we and we saw some things like Encanto, uh, West Side Story holding up, um, right? Even with Scene coming out, but then we found it was Day and Date on Disney Plus, and you just saw those grosses just fall like a rock right. once that happened. So, you know, it, it kind of sucks having to hold something and then just see all the business go away in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I mean, I'm still really thankful. I the the screens that had Spider just so overperformed. It's you know, crazy. <laughs> it just it actually caused more of an operational headache than anything. I know that several locations, you know, it's been so slow and they and, and they've had a really hard time getting people to work mm-hmm. as as lots of industries and lots of businesses are dealing yeah. with now. Theaters though are are pretty well known to underpay staff, you know, the minimum wage job entry level and just getting people to do that is really really hard. And so it was just, it was very overwhelming, I think, for a lot of locations. I think that's something that's not seen or really talked about, but they were understaffed across the board on this. And I know that we locally had a bad experience at a Regal Theater because they were just so understaffed that, I mean, we just walked in, didn't get any concessions. Regal missed concessions with us. I looked at their, I looked at their day of sales. Was yeah. able to see their grossing. They did fifteen thousand dollars in ticket sales and had two employees on staff that day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was high one schoolers. The, they don't have a clue. There was one in the box and one in concession. It just oh no. I I, I think that's just so emblematic of what's happening everywhere with yeah. that. And I know for a lot of our locations, they really struggled with staffing as well. And the staff having to stay late to clean because they haven't had janitors and mm-hmm. things like that. It just operational wise it's it's a real challenge so while you're super thankful for the amount of business you got nobody was geared up and ready for that oh yeah 
Oh yeah. I mean, that you could even some issues. You could even do anything possible to try and make it work, but the fact of the matter is, odds are they just were badly understaffed or mm-hmm. unfortunately understaffed, I should say. Yeah. And that that doesn't really surprise me the least to hear stuff like that. No. It's, it's unfortunate. No. It's it, it kind of it sucks for the location and it and as you're welcoming all these people back, it's not the best foot forward to make sure that everybody had such a great experience that they remember the theater over over the streamer. So yeah, I think yeah. it plays a little bit into that, but I don't when you have a good product like Spider Man, when you have something everybody wants to see, you know, they'll they'll risk everything to see it. But it's just yeah. how many of those come along and you've got to put you got to make that experience stellar so that you when something not as important as Spider-Man comes out, then they still want to come see it. Yeah. I mean, luckily there's clearly repeat viewings happening and there's clearly more than a great amount of buzz happening with this movie. But how often is this going to be coming along? And and that's just the unfortunate question that we have. You have to get people in with these big ones, get them reacquainted to the, theater experience which is what we've been saying for 18 months yeah (laughs) (laughs) no kidding but this was an opportunity to get people who were not going to go to the movies into the movie theater because they were going to get drug in by a son a daughter a nephew a niece (laughs) to Mm -hmm. see spider-man because it was that special of a movie but uh, if it's if you didn't capitalize on this you know we have a long six weeks before we have anything that's real noteworthy yeah january is looking tough and even and with morbius morbius is I, a tough I, tough one to call yeah. i think okay i don't i mean it's, it's it, not as well known as venom Marv, if you're a marvel person yeah yeah it's exciting if you watch the cartoons in the 90s sure this is going to be great for you but yeah if you're running a small town theater and you count on families like you're going to a movie with a vampire in it you're not taking kids to that. <laughs> yeah right. no it, and i don't know if sony's going to keep it there to be honest with you they they did um, uh, pull back the advanced ticket sales date, and so and they've not re-announced, y- re-announced when that date is going to be. And you know they're in more of an international company than I think people realize, and so they're they're really seeing what I'm sure what Omicron is doing, and they're they're not going to waste a Morbius if Omicron like crosses a huge wave. They're they're just not going to waste it at that time. So I think everybody's a little hesitant um, about release dates moving forward, and I think they're just watching it. And we'll get a new uh, advanced ticket sales date at some point. They'll announce it soon. What was, what was that word you just used? What? Omicron. Omicron. Ermagerd. <laughs> yeah, there's another Ermagerd. Get, get out of here with that. They're coming out. Well, um, yeah. Well, yeah. we should talk about how the other films fared. We all know Spider-Man sucked the wind out of everybody's sails, but you know, Scene Two didn't do too bad. Yeah, seems like it. Um, five-day opening was pretty good and almost matched what the first movie's five-day opening did. I think yeah. so. And it was cute. We went and saw it. Uh, took the boys to it on a Monday. That never happens, but I love yeah. the holidays. That's your busy day. <laughs> oh, super busy day, but I snuck out. And uh, took the kids to sing. And um, I had a hard time getting into it. I thought the beginning was very, very slow. Um, All of the story I felt happened in the third act. It it was just slow for me. But the kids seemed to really enjoy it. And it had a lot of good music in it. So 
not bad. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The only thing I would have changed is having Bono as this mysterious main character. What's wrong with Bono? <laughs> <laughs> no just, the just lion any, had no just charisma. Else. You already put <laughs> yeah. You already put uh, tarot card. What's his face as as the uh, gorilla? Taron Edgerton. Yeah, tarot card. What's his oh, face? I had no. I was like, okay, I'll roll with it. See and what, see if he fixes it. Yeah. <laughs> you already put him in there for international audiences. He's so good. Like we don't need, that character is the best. What is this movie made for? Northern Ireland audiences. <laughs> Nobody cares about Bono anymore. We have a million, make it, make it Drake, make it anybody, make it anyone, make it Kanye for crying out loud, just so that the person's voice has some personality and you can tell who it is. I had to look it up after the fact. You know, this is a movie for eight year olds, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want a gravelly old man lion. Yeah. He wasn't gravelly. I thought it's like he, was. he had Botox on his voice. Okay, then a Botoxy lion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine then. Keith, put Keith Richards as a lion. I there you know. go. That's who Kiss like. Stephen Steven Tyler. Let's no. let's get aggressive here. Actually, Stephen Tyler would be fantastic. There's plenty of old timey yeah. blues guitar players we got to put in a lion uh, underneath a lion on screen yeah. and made it work. Freaking Bono, get out of here, man! Even even that's probably like a casting for adults who have to go to these movies, and even yeah. that didn't seem like it worked. I'm, I think I'm just mad because Apple put the U2 album on my iPhone like 25 years ago. Oh, we never forgive them for that. <laughs> no, yeah. so I have no love for Bono. Yeah, oh, that was that was awful. That was an awful idea. No one wants that. Yeah, all the right. kid the kids seemed to enjoy it all right though, so that was good. Yeah, and that's what matters most. And then, you know, Kingsman didn't really perform and you saw that one. What I was, did. What were the issues with Kingsman? It just felt tired. And then it was headed by a real uggo, right? Um not a Actually he was guy. kind of a wet blanket, I will yeah. admit. Like he wasn't I mean he was five, but like he didn't it looks like he he's keeps not a Taron he keeps I can't his... believe I we I, I didn't even think about that. But this has been like a three year long thing with this guy in this movie on the podcast, <laughs> and it's finally coming full circle. Yeah, and we might actually move and you on agree from with it me. now. He was... It's like he keeps. I, he was wasn't like... ugly. He's just he's a just wet blanket. Not... That I will. He's agree. not attractive. It, it looks like he blanket. keeps his face under a wet blanket when he's not on screen. <laughs> it looks like his face is melting. <laughs> just wasn't like charismatic on screen like you you had to have somebody yeah. like taryn edgerton that was like had personality yeah who could it. stand toe-to-toe with like the other charismatic actors yeah. well, yeah, who have like legacy it's, over it's him colin and, firth and mark strong in yeah. the first two and this yeah. one has ralph fines and yeah. he's great like he's he's basically carrying the movie but the yeah. movie kind of forgot that it was part of a franchise and a franchise that definitely had its own style and tone to it. Um, outside of like the action, which was too few of scenes in my opinion, it was really, that part was really good, but it just didn't quite mesh. Like it doesn't, it takes place in like the early 1900s as compared mm-hmm. to the current day movies that we had. But despite that backdrop, they still should have tried to find a way to like still make it feel like it was part of the franchise and just not something completely and totally different from the other two and was rasputin a good villain or was he just gross because i get that from the trailers he's just so gross he was gross and amazing and he was taken away from the movie far too soon really (laughs) like he was easily one of the best parts and they were like all right that was fun now you go away and they don't use him throughout 
but the rest he's of the in, movie. He's in all the advertising. I know. Because like. he's the best part of the movie. He's <laughs> literally, if Ralph Fiennes wasn't in this movie, he would have been the best part. Yeah. Easily. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I felt from this movie. It just was a bit disappointing. I was kind of hoping to see this franchise try to turn around and, you know, give itself a second life. But this just felt unnecessary. And aside from the action was pretty dull and i don't think it's gonna help this franchise i think we're seeing it head towards like they had a one hit wonder and they didn't know what why it was so good like oh why did people really like this and they've tried a few things and they're like nope still haven't recreated the same director has helmed all three of them like he established this so i don't know what went wrong but with like the second movie that it just has faded away into like obscurity like it feels like but looking at the the first one and the second one they were almost completely based in technology. Like the films had so yeah. much technology in them. Spy you gadgets. Gonna, and You know what we're yeah. going to take away? The technology aspect, like which was the a, a giant part of these movies. Obviously, mm. they're relationship movies driven by good, good to great character actors. Yeah. But there's technology in literally every scene, whether it's with glasses right. or certain spy tools or or planes or guns or whatever. There's yeah. always something going on. This one, they're like, no, we're going to go to a time pre-technology right where you know they had nothing (laughs) but it was just such an odd movie like i think it would have been a cool period piece spy thriller war movie on its own just as a standalone yeah yeah, but it kind of was forgetting that it was a franchise until the very end of the movie and they were like oh yeah how do we tie this in uh we'll make a secret service and it's like where like where how did you get to that conclusion in this movie like none of the lessons we learned along the way tie into that at all so yeah just overall a bummer for me aside from those few um action scenes and Rasputin oh did you um did you see Matrix at all no I haven't gotten around to that one no Matrix that's interesting because Matrix was I think tracking to be like number three opener and maybe even number two. There, Matrix some... was tracking as number two highest behind I know, Spider-Man. I just could not. I just couldn't see how that could happen. Everybody knows that families go at Christmas. Like the family film. If you're not going to. Which Spider-Man still is like a four quadrant film. So that works. So I just always knew scene was going to be number two. No, like, but I mean, this just justifies the fact that the tracking system of awareness that the film companies use yeah. is very flawed. Not, yeah. not not kind of flawed or works sometimes. It's very flawed. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised by the results of Matrix, but that tracking stuff is weird. Because even right. for me, who, you know, doesn't quite have that sort of access, even I was thinking that Sing 2 was going to be overtaking Matrix. Yeah. Like, that makes the most sense. They weren't even I feel the bad same for Warners yeah. on this. Because Warners, I think, way overestimated what Matrix was going to do. Was too optimistic on it. it it would have done a little better on without the day and day release but maybe also christmas wasn't the right no i date for it either again it's a rated r title at christmas so but just the, i mean the last one was what 2003 yeah it's you have to do old franchise you have to do something i mean you have to really build this thing up yeah. You can't just say, Christmas, we're here. Mm-hmm. I mean, not or every on HBO Max. 20, 30-year-old right. right. franchise having a new edition is going to work. Like, just because Star Wars had to come back. But Star Wars had built this whole 
Star Wars literally ecosystem in the time between the movies. Like there was all there was all this mythology created and all this fan interaction and all this merchandising. Like it kept passed down generations to generations too, more so than Matrix. We didn't have that really with trailers, trailers, posters up for, um, not force awakens but like phantom menace like two years in advance like it was avatar yeah like <laughs> it was as as big as it could get because it was built up and built up and built up mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that's why the force awakens did so well is because numbers one two and three were so underwhelming right that, that was a part of it too that, yeah that, that uh you know number number seven coming along needed to be big mm-hmm. and it was going to be because it was better than those three and there hadn't been a franchise pusher since you know 82 yeah right. most most marketing these days when it comes to movies they really make sure to have the majority of it be um a few weeks before a release date but maybe with something like matrix they should have started the bulk load of it a bit earlier or wait later a bit well, earlier the matrix was than one those, of those few weeks out first ones that was really like digital marketing I yeah. remember that being part of their whole... And they had some great marketing Their whole platform. Stuff. Yeah, it was good. And yeah. all the special effects and blah, blah, blah. But you weren't going to blow away people with special effects. You're not going to anymore. We're so used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. of Kyle's I, favorite Avatar 2, you're not going <laughs> to you're not gonna change the world of special effects. I feel mm-hmm. like... And I feel like Avatar 2 only... Or Avatar only blew people out of the water because of the 3D element. Because we hadn't had that. Now we're, now we're over all that. I don't know what the next big thing is but i don't think we were gonna see that in matrix no we weren't i mean the first matrix you know it was a testament to like action and special effects too at the time but we've just have come a long way since then and you know things like avatar and star wars have certainly helped that to where you know a matrix 4 can still be exciting because there's nostalgia elements to it and there is like a very dedicated fan base to the Wachowskis and to the Matrix, but it's just not on the level to where, um, you know, most of the other blockbusters have been like lately or even back when the first one came out. When we were looking at this and I was putting it everywhere, I had Matrix solidly number three, you know, Mm -hmm. in the thing, but I was really worried about it. I felt that going into it, I was really concerned that Matrix was going to play like Suicide Squad 2 did where it's a big the film the suicide the squad. suicide squad but whatever suicide Think squad can. Two, the second one <laughs> Important clarification. where it it's a big film mm-hmm. well-known name high tracking um should have a big opening but it was rated r and it was available on streaming and what we're seeing is that teenagers and young adults are pretty much the ones spearheading the movement to go back to the theaters and so rated r is is a tough sell because not a, they can't all get into that. And I thought that Matrix would play more like Suicide Squad did than rather than Dune because Dune had a more friendly rating. So pe- people wanted to go see that more in the theater. Now, Matrix has special effects, and you were hoping that that would carry you through a little bit more, and I think it did to a certain extent. But I really think R and being and date hurt it because of the driving force going to the theater. Because stay home. Watch it at home for free on HBO Max, and I think that's what happened quite a bit to it. I don't wouldn't underestimate the amount of revenue lost, and it's and it's just perception too. I mean, how much perception did that film and loot tarnish that reputation of that film by having it be in day and date at this point? 
Yeah. I mean, and this was obviously one of those films, if it worked, they were going to make two or three or five more. Yeah. yeah. That's why they put in a younger cast and replace some of the faces that you knew. Mm-hmm. So they could build off of that. And now they've ruined, you know, a Warner Brothers centric franchise. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the franchises WB is known for. Yep. And now there's no reason to touch it for another 20 years. <laughs> Not a lot of interest, I don't think. No. Yeah, probably in right. That. Same thing with Kingsman. Not a lot of interest in that franchise. Well, you could do a postquel now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a pre pre prequel, like Stone Age. You could do <laughs> you could do anything with this franchise. You could go any era. Any era. Like Doesn't Assassin's matter. Creed. An era. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I don't know when I'll see Matrix. I'll get maybe I'll get around to it. Pass. But Kingsman, eh, not so much. Yeah. Kinda sad. I I was kind of excited for Kingsman, but then as, as all the release dates got pushed around and pushed around and then at Christmas just wasn't the right time, it just kind of fizzled out for me on that. Pushing it back a year because of the pandemic, I think that did help or not benefit it as well. I think people kind of forgot even more so about this franchise. Yeah. Because I think even the last one was 2016, no, 17, something like that. So, and, and at this point, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. No, the only the only franchise that can last that long of a layover, and we saw it when we went to sing in the theaters, is Minions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, they apparently. had the Illumination title card before mm-hmm. Sing Two. The kid, the whole audience went crazy for the Minions. Oh, and they didn't yeah. even do anything. You sure we're they not in Spider Man? They were just singing. <laughs> Illum- they were just singing. They were just singing Illumination, and yeah. the kids were going. Ape shit. <laughs> All of them were going crazy. So our, like they were at a concert. Our yeah. show. It's like they saw the Beatles. Our show for Sane was mostly sold out. And you know, just the front rows were, were empty. And it was, I would say, 80% children. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. It was overwhelmingly <laughs> amount of children. <laughs> Two adults theater. with at least three kids. I right. was like really happy <laughs> to have my children there because I was like, oh, no one's going to care if they chatter. <laughs> like, because they like to talk. Oh, no, yeah. You could yeah. barely hear the movie. You yeah. accept, you accept it. Yeah. And when there were funny scenes, you could hear kids laugh and then repeat what this phrase. Yeah. So it wasn't just my children doing it. So <laughs> I liked that part. So that was all fun. But yeah, they did freak out for the minions in the beginning of the film. And that is a weird, enduring franchise. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. They can go to any era. Yeah. They could do anything if it put a minion in it and they'd be like, this is amazing. They found the golden, well, yellow ticket. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird yellow tickets. <laughs> hey, don't don't question it. Just lean into it. No, I remember when that came out. We thought it was going to be too weird. Yeah. That was the whole thing behind the minions is like, you really had to buy into it. And then everybody did. It was like, this is fine. And wait, when the first one came out, what year was that? Was that 2012? Well, oh, 2014. Have I'll have it's to look a that long up. Long time ago. So I was gonna say it's nearly been 10 years. Like, yeah. the kids who first grew up with like the first Despicable Me movie are probably now in high school, you know. And now there's Weird like another <laughs> era of young kids who are like yeah. screaming at rock as if it's a rock concert for <laughs> the Minions. It's just insane. Yeah. You know well, what? you lock them inside, and all you have are. What was on streaming movies for the last 18 yeah. months. Oh my God, luckily, it's 10 years old. Yeah, and luckily there's four of those films and then all the mini movies. Oh yeah. And the There's probably a show somewhere. I don't know. Oh yeah, there definitely is. Well, because they have their own movies now and they're part of the Despicable Me, so you get a double dose. They're of part franchise. of Peacock. They have yeah. their own YouTube show. It's a whole thing. 
This was in 2010. How is that possible? Oh, Kyle feels old for the first time in the Yay. history of the How podcast. Is that? That's crazy. Mark it. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. We got him. <laughs> Feel old, Kyle. This is the moment where he realizes he's not with it anymore. He's like, "What's happening?" Time has passed me by. <laughs> it Here happens it comes. to everybody. And is it, this a gray hair? Yeah, it's everybody younger and younger. I swear. I think the pandemic had something to do with it, though. Probably accelerated things. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe during the pandemic, a lot of older people got TikTok and then they feel young again. While meanwhile, I didn't do it. So maybe yeah. my gray hairs uh, are coming sooner. TikTok, do you mean like got a new wristwatch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel better now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this article real quick that we saw right. about uh, Uskanus and Fork or Omicron or... Yeah. Go so, away. Demigod or whatever it is. Go away. Om- so we just Omitron. not want to start Optimus off Prime. the new year like on a negative note by any means. Mm-hmm. We're, we are very hopeful for the next year as evidenced by how well Spider-Man's been doing. But, yeah. you know, there's still a virus and there's a new variant and it is bothering people out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it seems... It's bothering people. It is. It seems like it's... <laughs> might be an issue and as people came together a lot for the holidays we might see a big surge of it in the first quarter of next year all that being said i think there's people in countries taking it a little far and france is one of them like what are they doing ken they are they are eating their pump frites and pouring their wine and their baguettes (laughs) but not at the movies not at the movies (laughs) Right, so they they've banned concessions <laughs> for a few weeks, and I just sacre bleu. <laughs> I just hope that that mentality doesn't come over here at all. I I think at this point we need to learn to live with this virus. We need to move on. People obviously want to be out and be at the theater, and I don't think oh, yeah. <laughs> doing things like banning concessions, like the government intervention of that, is very helpful at all and not for our industry it's not i don't think it's going to change anything that like that doing that banning movie theater concessions is not going to turn the tides like people are still interacting with each other not everywhere has mass mandates so go to the cinema was that the popcorn (laughs) are you out of your mind (laughs) it's just it's just so sad and i just hope that it that that doesn't take on here because i really do think we need to start moving on to a certain extent like i I don't think we need government intervention to tell us that we can't sell concessions like every there there's there are vaccinations there are booster shots we've done all that we we have the choice yeah Yeah. theaters will not be able to survive without concessions that's worse than shutting down (laughs) i think mine is what they would be better off just shutting down rather than being open and getting you know, 60% or 50% of that ticket and that's it. Mm-hmm. They, there's no way they can survive off that. They need the concession money. And so by telling them that they can't sell concessions, you might as well be dooming them to be closed. It would be cheaper for them to not run their projector than to run it on only what they're getting out of the box office. I also just don't believe people care anymore. No. After seeing the results of Spider-Man, how could you? How right. could you think people if, actually care now? Let them eat cake. If, if, I don't know if I saw a single mask at our sold out shame. show. Shame. I mean, and and granted, we're, we're not anything. in we're in we're not in a highly populated area, so that's bound to be less of a thing than some other yeah. places, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was kind of like that for the majority of, you know, these locations with these types of theaters that were helping similar to 
what we saw from like a chain at the place that we're living at. I just don't know how you could justify it at this point. Like it was one thing very early in the in the pandemic to be like, we need to stem the tide. Like mm-hmm. let's do this to hold hold everything back. But we're beyond that point now. And so I don't know what justification you could have for doing something like that here. And I mean, I know I feel like it's just the French overreacting to it, but I don't want that perception of what's happening over in Europe and stuff start coloring. Cause it's not the middle of America. That is the problem. It's the coasts. It's the New York LA. It's where the executives live. It's them looking at release schedules now globally and wanting to push back dates because they don't have access to some of these markets now because those markets are overreacting. It Mm -hmm. just, it just starts a domino effect. And I hate to see that happen already. Like at, it's nothing in our control and in this country I think we're fine and we're moving on, but I would hate to have something like no, like the fear in France or in England or one of those places change and color the perception for executives in this country. And now we start having things like Morbius move back because we really need yeah. Morbius. Morbius is going to anchor January. Like there, Spider-Man will eventually die down. Yeah. Everybody will have seen it at People some point. People will be done with the holidays. Every Basically, everyone would have seen it twice. Yeah. Probably would have gotten COVID at that point, too. <laughs> yeah. so. Everyone has seen the Rouge Arachnid, <laughs> a different cinema. Rouge Arachnid. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm still fine with people, obviously, you know, taking precautions and masking up, oh. trying to find seats. That That's not the issue here. The no. issue is that this industry can't afford to be told they can't do things like sell concessions or they have to restrict capacity or any of that awful stuff that we went through that nearly killed our industry i don't know if we could survive another blow like what 2020 and 2021 did to us so yeah at this point it's mostly on the public it's mostly on the moviegoers to decide you know what's good for themselves what's good um what's worth going out to see and 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 that will affect you know some of the other types of releases as well which is unfortunate but just for the time being if it's still sticking around like it is Mm -hmm. the industry i I think still just has to persevere and push forward as it is and the audiences just you know it shows how resilient i don't know any other industry that could literally be shut down for a year and then come roaring back up yeah like it has it's just that's one of the biggest takeaways for me of this year when it comes to this industry and, you know, seeing, you know, that sort of resiliency happening when everyone got together at CinemaCon. It was, it really was special. Mm-hmm. And that was probably like one of my big takeaways of this year. One of your highlights? Yeah, absolutely. My highlight will be seeing uh, Jared Leto playing a, uh, a white blood sucker <laughs> <laughs> in 2022. I just hope he brings his House of Gucci accent over somehow. Yeah. Why not? Do it for every movie now. <laughs> oh, he's pigeonholed into something. Say incroyable. <laughs> this means we should move on. Do we have anything else to talk about here? No, we or? just want to wrap up what we thought about uh, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Crazy year. Um, anything a lot we happened. Anything anticipate for next year. What was that? anything we should anticipate for next year we've got some big films coming out next summer i mean i i think next year in the summer will be on par with what we saw maybe like pre pre pre-covid 
that yes, would be it will nice. Be on par with Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Pre-COVID, you, you get out of here. Okay, there's so, a range so what of movie? years. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. She's we'll the she's leapfrogging the after last summer pre-COVID. We'll never have she's, another. She's leapfrogging after yeah. lowballing the Spider-Man. <laughs> we'll never have another Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Spider-Man was or Star Wars knocking on the door. <laughs> I mean, this is the second biggest opening ever. Oh, speaking of somebody underestimating the resilience of you <laughs> oh, folks that are listening to this podcast. I thought you would forget about this. No. I should have just been finally, like, oh, we're wrapped up. I finally decided as your treat I knew for I the end of 2021. Oh, guys, Cody, I doubled down. Cody, I have to have two films. Cody now. will wow. be watching the James Stewart classic, Shenandoah. <laughs> what is that? I've never even heard of that one. It's a Western starring Jimmy oh, Stewart man. as a cowboy. Does Boy, he get that'll shot be extra. In it? That'll be extra obnoxious for you. No, he's the star. Do they poison the well and he drinks no, they from didn't, it? They didn't Does shoot he fall the star. In it? <laughs> John Wayne died Darn. twice and both those movies were terrible. Darn it. <laughs> okay. And then I decided the most annoying movie I could choose for my for, action movie. For your your man. doubling down and saying yeah. that it, wouldn't cross 175 million, which it did by 30 <laughs> percent. Okay, is uh, the 1987 classic "Over the Top," starring Sylvester Stallone, about him him being a championship arm wrestler who drives semi trucks. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, arm wrestling? Are you kidding uh-huh. me? Yes, I decided it's the most 80s movie I could find. Kyle, oh do you have a gosh. picture? You have the judging by the pictures I've Cody? seen. What year yeah. did it come out? Eighty-seven. I mean, I've the seen. Year you were born. I've seen him wear this exact same tank top, like in all of the. It's movies. a movie about an arm wrestling trucker. Oh my gosh! It's all arm. It's just <laughs> yeah, all that's arm. The, that's the only thing that you see in the poster, <laughs> and then a little bit of Stallone. So if you want to, I feel jo- like Kurt Russell wore the same tank top in. Um, Everything. Stop trying to fit Big Trouble into Little China, <laughs> China. into every. Maybe, no, I. You almost, can watch it after one. your punishment. I almost gave you Tango and Cash because Kurt Russell's in it. Oh, that yeah. would have been nice. No, but this is better. This is more yeah. 80s. Yeah. This is like four montages in it. <laughs> is that the trophy they win? Like the silver eagle in the background of the. That's the uh, ornament on the hood of the semi truck you win if you are the best arm wrestler. If you win, you win a okay. semi truck. Yes. <laughs> well, they are truck drivers, so I guess. <laughs> Stands to reason. Oh, wow. oh this so, is great. So you can watch a watch along with Cody, and when we do the podcast next week, she will have viewed both of these films. Oh, yeah, I feel like the '80s were such a simpler time. I'll <laughs> just do an arm wrestling action movie. Yeah, yeah. they didn't have global pandemics in the '80s. <laughs> you, can, had, yeah. you, you can't. You can't really like, make an arm wrestling movie around that. I don't think cocaine and Don Johnson in a Ferrari, and everything was great in the '80s. <laughs> the AIDS epidemic started in the 80s or was that all 90s hey, we're talking we, about the good stuff why, yeah, are, we, why are we talking about sad you said things? there was no pandemic there was nothing bad that happened in the 80s <laughs> ever okay let's see it through rose-colored think, glasses like everyone think, else does do you think does. they would have had time to make an arm wrestling trucker movie in the 80s if bad things were happening no <laughs> nope nope no only good things in this world only good things <laughs> okay all right. Do you want to triple down? No. Triple down. <laughs> Be good. I hate gambling for this very reason. I'm being punished. Because you're bad at it. Because I'm bad at it and I'm being punished. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good way to end 2021, huh? Tune in next week for Cody's review of 
Shenandoah and over the top. Maybe Gee, I I'll wonder... get some good pointers, and I'll become an arm wrestling champion. Yeah, that'll be my secret weapon. Maybe you'll start driving a semi for a living. Yeah, that too. Ken, I that can might barely be your crawl dream. into it. So I'm sure, <laughs> but that'll work. Me, me and my truck and mama. <laughs> doo, doo. You were too short to drive a semi. <laughs> the door probably wouldn't. You couldn't reach, reach the, door. the handle of no, the door. You can reach the bottom of the door. <laughs> All right, can we say that's the that's a wrap on 2021? Yes, now 2021 has ended. Great. All right, Great, guys. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, you can find it on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updating accurate information for all the upcoming releases and marketing assets to help uh, with your social media promotions, check us out there and have a happy new year. Congrats, everyone, for we sticking through it. We're all here still. Yeah. Most We're still of us. going strong. Yeah, too. it's crazy. We're, <laughs> pat yourselves on the back, guys. Yeah. Like this, this was, there was a lot of hard hardships in this year, but there was also good things. A lot of yeah. good reasons to celebrate 2021 and look forward to 2022, especially Cody's review next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.